Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today, I have another episode of Monday Night Madness, where I'm going to give my review on WCW's Fall Brawl 1997. Uh, starting off the evening, we go into our first match of the night. It is Eddie Guerrero versus Chris Jericho for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, starting off the match, the crowd is completely behind Jericho. Pretty much a back-and-forth match between Guerrero and Jericho. Jericho does hit a lion salt on Guerrero. Guerrero then gets up, hits a back suplex on Jericho. Guerrero then applies a gory special on Jericho. Jericho then gets out of that, lands chops on Guerrero. Jericho then hits a springboard dropkick, sending Guerrero to the outside. Jericho then hits a release German suplex on Guerrero in the middle of the ring. Guerrero then gets up, hits a devastating choke slam on Jericho. Jericho then gets up, hits a power slam on Guerrero. Jericho then hits a spin kick on Guerrero. Jericho then hits two devastating power bombs on Guerrero in the middle of the ring. Jericho then goes for a superplex off the top rope, but Eddie somehow lands on Jericho. Guerrero then goes to the top rope, hits his signature fog splash off the top rope on Jericho, pins him for the three, and your winner of the match. And at that time, new WCW Cruiserweight champion is Eddie Guerrero. Um, again, not a bad match, man, to be honest with you. Big fan of Eddie Guerrero. Um, honestly, this was a match where, like, both guys were really – it was something where, you know, both of them really gelled in the ring perfectly together, man. Obviously – Jericho came in, um, you know, as, you know, as a babyface, no doubt. Guerrero came in as a heel. Nobody really liked Guerrero at that time. Um, it was just an action-packed match, man. It really was. I, I feel like this was a match where Guerrero was kind of, like, laid off for a little while with, a like, a some kind of injury. I think they said it was, like, a, uh, a pectoral muscle tear that he had. And he was out for, like, six or seven months or something like that. Finally came back, had a great match. Um and tore the house down, man. This was a great opening match. Hats off to Guerrero for getting the win in this match and getting the, uh, at that time, the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. Um, after that match, we can go to our next match on the card. It is Harlem Heat versus the Steiner Brothers. Uh, starting off the match, Stevie Ray, Stevie Ray is landing devastating uh, strikes on Scott. Stevie Ray then hits a sidewalk slam on Scott as well. Scott then gets up, hits a belly-to-belly suplex on Ray. Booker then hits a suplex on Scott. Booker then goes for a top rope. Top rope maneuver, but is met with a overhead belly-to-belly suplex by Scott. Scott then hits a uh, press slam on Booker. Fans are behind the Steiners in this match. Booker then hits a spin kick on Rick. Rick then hits a devastating power slam on Booker. Booker then gets up, hits a super kick on Scott, sending Scott to the outside. Booker T then hits a flying forearm on Scott. Stevie Ray then lifts Rick on his shoulders. Booker then hits a drop kick off the top rope on Rick. Rick then hits a lariat on Ray while Scott hits a German suplex on Stevie Ray. Pins up for the three, and your winners of the match are Harlem Heat. Again, this was not a bad match. It really wasn't. Big fan of the Steiners, by the way. Thought they were a phenomenal tag team. And this match just goes to show it, man. Harlem Heat and Steiners had a lot of good matches in WCW um, that were just action-packed matches, man. I feel like that was a tag team, two tag teams that really knew each other inside and outside that ring. And it just it showed, man. They just Those teams gelled perfectly in the ring, and either – one, you know, some nights they hated each other and they just beat the hell out of one another. Some nights it just was, you know, an awkward match. But this was one hell of a match. So hats off to uh, the Steiners for getting the win in this match. Um, after that match, we go to our next match on the card. It is Alex Wright versus Ultimo Dragon for the WCW Television Championship. Uh, starting off the match, Dragon hits a drop kick on Wright. Dragon then lands a devastating chop on Wright as well. Dragon lands a kick combination on Wright. Wright then gets up, lands chops on the Dragon. Wright's pretty much controlling the matchup. Wright hits a uh, back suplex on Dragon. Dragon then hits a crossbody on Wright. Dragon then hits an acai moonsault on Wright to the outside. Dragon then hits a tiger suplex on Wright in the middle of the ring. Dragon then hits a somersault powerbomb on Wright. 
Dragon then hits a moonsault off the top rope on right as well. Right then gets up, hits a German suplex on the Dragon, pins up for the three, and your winner of the match, and at that time, still WCW television champion, is Alex Wright. Again, not a bad match. You're not really going to get a great match at Alex Wright. I know I stated this in you know my past episode. It wasn't like you're going to get a great match out of the guy. It just it's not going to happen. Very generic, very boring. I, I was kind of hoping Ultimo Dragon would get the win in this match because I feel like he can give you more action in the match. But unfortunately, Alex Wright got the win and at that time retained the WCW Television Championship. Um, after that match, we go to our next match on the card. It is Dean Malenko versus Jeff Jarrett. Um, again. Back and forth match between Malenko and Jared. Malenko hits a drop kick on Jared in the middle of the ring. Malenko then hits a German suplex on Jared as well. Jared then gets up, hits a back suplex on Malenko. Jared then hits a neck breaker on Malenko. And Jared applies his signature figure four on Malenko. Malenko taps out, and your winner of the match is Jeff Jarrett. Honestly, I didn't see Jeff Jarrett winning this match, to be honest with you. I was kind of shocked. I thought Dean Malenko was going to get the win because Jared kind of, at Road Wild, Jericho kind of turned his back on Malenko, had McMichael cover him, pin him for the three, and was eliminated from the match, which left Malenko alone with Chris Benoit and Steve McMichael. So I really thought Malenko was going to get the win in this match. But I feel like, I think this match, whoever won this match, set up a match for the U.S. Championship, which McMichael had, you know, was holding at the time. And obviously the storyline was heading towards Jeff Jarrett and Steve McMichael because there was unfinished business there, obviously. But kind of wish it was Dean Malenko, though. Um, after that match, we go to our next match on the card. It is Wrath and Mortis versus the Faces of Fear, Meng and Barbarian. Uh, starting off the match, pretty much back and forth match. Wrath does hit a clothesline on Meng off the top rope, which was brutal. Barbarian then hits a devastating powerbomb on Mortis. I thought he knocked Brutus completely out after that powerbomb. Brutal. Faces of Fear are controlling the match. Wrath does uh, hit a lariat off the top rope on Bar uh, Barbarian. Wrath and Mortis hit a double suplex on Barbarian. Meng hits a power slam on Wrath. Meng then hits a splash off the top rope on Mortis. Wrath then hits a choke slam on Meng, pins it for the three, and your winners of the match are Wrath and Mortis. Again, this was not a bad match. And to be honest, Faces of Fear, man, were just brutal. Like, I, I know a little bit about Mortis. Obviously, it was uh, Chris Canyon. Uh, Wrath, don't really know a whole bunch about Wrath. But the Faces of Fear, man, obviously, I know a lot about Barbarian and Meng. And Meng was just crazy, man. That guy was brutal. That, that grip that mandible claw kind of grip that he had on Mortis, man, just looked absolutely brutal. And the matches he had with Benoit were just, just as brutal as that, man. Um, Faces of Fear were, again, one hell of a tag team, but hats off to Wrath and Mortis for getting the win in this match. Um, after that match, we go to our next match on the card. It is Giant versus Scott Norton. Again, this was kind of a glorified squash match. Uh, Giant hits a suplex on Norton on the outside. Norton then hits a back suplex on the Giant. Giant hits a drop kick on Norton, with, which was absolutely impressive. Uh, Giant then hits a signature choke slam on Norton in the middle of the ring, pins it for the three, and your winner of the match is the Giant. Um, again, this wasn't a bad match. Obviously, it's a mid card match. Um, <clears throat> having Giant hit that drop kick though on Scott Norton, man, was absolutely impressive because, I mean, you guys know who the Giant is, the Big Show, whatever you guys want to call him. It wasn't like Big Show was really dropping drop kicks back in the day in WWE. And if you did see one, it was like seeing Haley's comment, man. You never really see it too often very rare but uh i think in this match norton kind of really got underneath giant skin man it really got him mad and you know giant was just like you know the hell with it man and just beat the hell out of scott norton and he did like norton took you know norton got beat up bad but uh hats off to the giant for getting the win in this match uh moving on uh lex luger is in a match with ddp versus randy savage and scott hall 
Um, again, it's kind of a back-and-forth match in a way. Uh, Luger throws Hall across the ring. Luger then hits a press slam on Randy, setting him to the outside. DDP hits an atomic drop on Hall. Hall then hits a fallaway slam on DDP. Hall then hits the referee. Larry, uh, Larry Sabisco, who was on commentary, makes his way down the ring. Sabisco then gets into the ring, pushes uh, Scott Hall, which Scott Hall obviously didn't see Lex Luger. Hall falls over Luger. Luger goes for the roll-up on Hall, pins him for the three, and your winners of the match are Lex Luger and Diamond Dallas Page. Again, it, was, it wasn't a bad match. I'm not going to say the match was horrible. Um, to me, honestly, it seemed like Savage and DDP were pretty much controlling this, uh, this match. Well, Savage and Scott Hall were really controlling the match. Honestly, it, it, I hate saying this too, Savage really wasn't a part of this match as much as Hall was. Hall was really taking the beatings and dishing them out in this match. Um, it was cool seeing Larry Sabisco come down from the commentary table down to the ring. I thought for a second maybe Sabisco might swing on Hall, but obviously I, I'm pretty sure Sabisco probably would have got beat up pretty bad from Hall. Um, and I know there's a lot of people out there in the wrestling community that do not does not like or do not like Larry Sabisco. Um, it was just funny seeing him come down from the commentary table to the ring. It was kind of, it was actually kind of hilarious. But uh, hats off to uh, Luger and DDP for getting the win in this match. Um, after that match, we go to our main event of the evening. It is the War Games match. Um, it is Team NWO versus Team Four Horsemen. Uh, Team N- uh, NWO is going to be Nash, Buff Bagwell, Conan, and Six. And for Team Horsemen, it is going to be Ric Flair, Chris Benoit, Steve McMichael, and Kurt Henning. Um, again, obviously, you know what you're going to get out of a War Games match, man. It's ab- absolutely brutal. You know, the way it works is there's like a five-minute time limit or a ten-minute time limit. Um, two wrestlers from each team go into the, uh, the ring first. And then, um, depending on a coin toss, the other person goes in next as wait their time limit. Sometimes it could be two on one or, uh, one on two <laughs> vice versa until everybody's in the match and the match is officially started. Um, it's just crazy, man. The war games matches are absolutely insane. Um, the team who won the match was obviously NWO. Uh, and the reason why they won is because this was the night that Kurt Henning double-crossed the four horsemen. And what I mean by that is, is that they all, Ric Flair and everybody in the horseman team thought that Kurt Henning was going to be one of them, you know, be a part of the horsemen and be the next horseman. Um, and that was not the case. Kurt Henning pretty much screwed over the horsemen and went with Team, uh, team NWO and pretty much gave Team NWO this match. And this night, this night was always synonymous with me because, like I said, this was a night that Kurt Henning completely turned heel and double cross the four horsemen and the four horsemen. Everybody loved the four horsemen who did, you know, they were one of those stables that were around. They're just legendary stables, man. You're, you're not going to get another stable like the four horsemen. It's just not going to happen. Um, that's the, the one thing I remember from that, you know, that's that match and that event was that Kurt Henning turning his back on Ric Flair, but um, hats off to the NWO team for getting the win in this match. And to be honest, like I do with every single one of these shows, you guys know this by now, always give the show a rating. I'm going to give Fall Brawl 1997 a break, man. I think it was like a six and a half, close to a seven. There was some really good matches on this card. Guerrero versus Jericho was really good. <clears throat> um, Harlem Heat versus the Steiners, again, another really good match. Two tag teams that really know each other inside and outside that ring and just gel perfectly perfectly together to give us one hell of a match. Um, Alex Wright and Ultimo Dragon could have done without that match, to be 100% honest. Malenko and Jared, eh. The Wrath and Mortis and Faces of Fear match was another really good match. Those two teams beat the hell out of one another. And it was just a really good match. Giant and Scott Norton, again, glorified squash match. 
Uh, Luger and DDP were Savage and Hall. It was an okay match, not too bad. And obviously, we had the War Games match as the main event. I'm going to give it a six and a half, seven, man. I don't think it was that bad. Some small improvements, but not that much. I'm obviously not going to give it a 10 because it definitely wasn't the best WCW event I've ever seen or best wrestling event I've ever seen. But I will give them a, give them a break. Give it a six and a half, seven. So it wasn't that bad. Um, but that is my review of Fall Brawl, uh, Fall Brawl 1997. I hope you guys are out there staying safe. Be careful. And remember, stay classic. Peace.